0: March is upon us and so is the midpoint of the spring semester. We catch up on the latest campus news and are joined by new Monmouth Director of Athletics Jen Sansevero with University President Dr. Patrick Leahy. This is faculty member Matt Harmon. It's time for another edition of our Mammoth Weekly Podcast Series. Thanks as always for listening. <music> Fantastic day. The last day of February. Calendar says it's going to be March starting tomorrow, which usually makes people think, wow, the semester is flying by. January done, February done. March will start tomorrow with University President Dr. Patrick Leahy. I'm faculty member Matt Harmon. This is another edition of our Mammoth Weekly Podcast. As I said in the open, we're going to be talking some Mammoth University athletics with some news coming out just this past week. We'll save that for a couple of minutes. And I'll say a very good morning to my co-host and uh, President Leahy. I feel like every time we do this in February, it's such an easy way to start by just saying, wow, the semester seems to be flying by. We're six, seven weeks in and um, the, the campus buzzing with activity.
1: Yeah. Good morning, uh, Matt. Yeah. The uh, spring break is only a week or week or two away. So that marks the middle of the spring semester already. Um, I shouldn't... Uh, Say happy leap day to you, Happy because Leap I do Day. think I do think this is the first time we've we've done one of our joint uh, podcasts on a leap day. So, a uh, pretty special moment in the history of Mammoth uh, Weekly.
0: I don't know how I missed that four years ago. I'm going to have to time it now for four years um, from now. You know, you, you you think and you say, well, we're halfway through the semester, which seems crazy. Um, yesterday, I know you had an open call. I was in a department meeting yesterday. Um, and, and people were already talking about, hey, what are we doing at the end of the semester, which seems crazy to think about it. But a- as you had your open call yesterday um, and talked to the general university community, um, w- what would I say was kind of the main talking points of that since we're since we're midway through the uh, spring semester?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I touted yesterday and I hope it wasn't lost on the campus community is that uh, something really remarkable happened Last week, and that is last week, we got our 9,574th undergraduate application. I use that specific term because that marked uh, the largest uh, applicant pool in our 90-year history. And with still months to go before this process wraps up, that that means that we are going to eclipse 10,000 applications for uh, you know, the 950 or so uh, freshmen that we want to bring in next year. So I, I just hope that that is a statistic worth celebrating around here. And I, and I hope it suggests, uh, you know, hyper interest in Monmouth University as we continue to develop. So that was a big part of it. It's a way, way too early to, to uh, sort of predict what the first year class is going to look like. But I do think I'm going to be able to say that it was the largest and the finest applicant pool that we've ever had. And that would be three or four years running now. So really, really positive progress in that regard.
0: Not, not to put you on the spot, but knowing that number and then thinking, well, there's still months to come and 10,000 seems to be a certainty. What's what's the normal uh, number of applications that the university would, would normally field?
1: Well a few years ago we were in the 9 we were in 9,000 and then you know through the covid years it dropped a little bit you know we're anticipating this enrollment cliff that you, you know we we keep hearing about and you and I have talked about multiple times on this podcast that's coming still a, a year or two when just the number of traditional you know age high school graduates looking to matriculate in college here in New Jersey is going to go down and it's not just New Jersey; it's the entire Northeast, you know, the Midwest. Uh, really, all of us in about half of the country are gonna are gonna face that. So, we're anticipating that. But in the last few years, those application numbers have climbed, and we're up over a thousand applications this year over last year, and then we were up last year over the previous year. So, I hope we're on uh, the cusp of a trend even despite the challenges that we know are coming with just uh, demographic uh, changes.
0: Well, I was gonna say that, and, and you know we can save this for maybe another podcast because we've got other things to talk about, but since it was a, a point of your open call yesterday, is it possible that the, and I'll, I'll use air quotes, the experts are maybe getting it wrong, that maybe this cliff isn't gonna be as bad as possible, or or a school like Monmouth might be an outlier to that or when I say mammoth, I mean that could mammoth and and whoever else, like it's it, it it's gonna hit, but maybe it's not gonna be as bad.
1: You're a glass half full guy, aren't you? I Matt? sure am. I definitely yeah, am. Yeah. Boy, only on, definitely... only on, only on leap year though. So it only happens <laughs> you know, on on leap day, leap day. So who knows is the bottom line. I mean all of the demographers, if you will, are consistent on this that you know just the the numbers uh but again, you need to look at it sort of from a macro perspective. The numbers are moving against this. Look at it from a micro perspective. That is institution to institution. I I hope you're right that our institution is going to sort of buck that trend, you know, because maybe we're doing some things here. Uh, maybe we're, we're on the move in a way that will allow us to get a disproportionate share of those decreasing number of applications. And that will allow us to continue to enroll robust class, may, maybe at the expense of some other institutions. Uh, I don't know. So, you know, all of the demographics point toward, you know, decreasing demand. But that doesn't mean that individual institutions like Mammoth don't have a few strategies up our sleeve to try to figure out how to ensure that we're one of the strong ones in that tough market.
0: Transition to this. And I know this has been a talking point for you the last couple of years. Speaking of how Monmouth could buck that trend, some of the capital projects that have been important to you um, to to make the campus bigger, better, whatever the adjective that you want to throw in there is, is that, is that part of this as well?
1: Yeah. I mean, one of our, one of our greatest assets, uh, you know, this, our next guest knows this, Everyone who's directly connected to Monmouth knows this. One of our greatest assets is our campus. And then you take that beautiful campus that integrates historic buildings like the Great Hall and the Guggenheim uh, Memorial Library with state of the art facilities like the Ocean First Bank Center and our business school buildings and Edison Hall. You take that beautiful campus, but then you locate it in uh, a fantastic location here you know, right at the Jersey Shore, in a shore town, you know, close to New York and Philly. It's a great asset. It's one of our greatest assets in some respects. We're going to keep tending to that asset and developing that asset. So a lot of small things like new turf fields for our uh, uh, athletics programs, not just our varsity athletes, but our intramural and our club athletes. We've just made some enhancements to our student center and to our our fitness center, you know, small enhancements while we're simultaneously working on the big ones, which I think, you know, um, we announced last fall the, the building of the Bruce Springsteen Archives and Center for American Music right on our campus. Last week at the board meeting, we got final approval to move ahead full speed on that project. So we're constantly investing in the campus, both small projects, no one of which is going to be game-changing. It's a combination of things like our intercultural center and the way we've retooled the Great Hall and the way we've built out our career development center and the like. It's a combination of those small things. And then punctuated by uh, absolutely game-changing investments like the Bruce Springsteen Archives and Center for American Music. So um, it's, uh, it's it's something we constantly are tending to is the look and the feel and the usability of uh, one of our great assets, our campus.
0: You mentioned the, the turf fields being redone part of the um, athletic department here on campus. And just two days ago, news came out that the search for uh, a new director of athletics was completed i will let you make a formal introduction to our guest here today uh, no big surprise if you've been following mammoth from a community standpoint emails went out it's posted on the website um, on all the social media but we're we're pretty excited to have
1: our next guest come on here today on mammoth weekly so it was monday i think at 228 um, <laughs> that we've that we finalized um the uh the naming of our permanent athletic director and that would be uh jennifer sansevero jd uh those of uh us who are involved in the Mammoth community as you suggest matt already know jen she's been serving as the acting athletic director for the past six months or so i've been joking with her that i think six months is a long enough interview um you know, don't you think exactly. <laughs> And uh, she passed uh, every uh, every conceivable uh, challenge during that six month uh, interview? We, we did conduct a search because I, I want to ensure that if there are any other in particular internal candidates that um, were interested in the position, that I would uh, go ahead and interview them and give them consideration. But no surprise, Jen emerged in that process as uh, our lead candidate. I offered her the position and she's uh, accepted it. I'll just say a couple of things about why I think Jen is the right person. And we'll talk later about how complex an environment intercollegiate athletics is right now. I talk to a lot of people uh, in athletics and I've learned that Jen is tough. So she's up to those challenges. She's incredibly fair to all of our teams, which is really important to me. She is herself a a college softball uh, player, um, but she treats all of our 22 uh, sports um, with great care and um, equity. So that spoke to me. But what really uh, drew my attention was the deep, enduring, sincere care that she has for our student athletes. And I've been watching the way she interacts with our student athletes for six months. I asked their opinion over the course of the last six months and she has really deep um, uh, uh, relationships with so many of our student athletes. In particular, our, our student athletes of color, which I think is really important to make sure that you know our minority students feel really welcome here at Monmouth. So for all those reasons, she was a great choice. The other thing I've been saying is, you know, she's a great inside outside candidate. You know, well, what does that mean? Well, she's new to Monmouth about two and a half years. And she came from some other fine institutions that are, you know, um, mid-major athletics programs like ours, not as good as ours, but, you know, mid-majors like ours. And um, so she brought two two and a half years ago a fresh perspective that i believe we desperately needed in athletics no disrespect to the giants that came before her but we hadn't had that fresh perspective in athletics in decades so that fresh perspective is really important and she opened my eyes to some things that you know we need to to change and improve in our athletics department so she's a great outside candidate but she's also a great inside candidate because in those two years, two and a half years, it's become clear to me that she uh, knows Monmouth. She knows how we roll. She uh, appreciates our values um, here at Monmouth. Uh, So uh, that was very important to me as, as well. So you put the two of those together, I think you have an ideal person, I've been saying too, I'm thrilled that she's trained as a lawyer because given the complexities that we're going to face, it's helpful to me and to and our entire university to have someone trained as an attorney to um to help sort through some of these challenges. I just think it's uh, she's, the, as I said in the release, she is the right person at the right time, at the right place, and um, I'm really anxious to work with her in the in the years to come.
0: Well, and excited to bring around the podcast now, Jen Sansevero. Uh, you just heard officially named Monday, announced on Tuesday, as the eighth director of athletics in Monmouth College slash university history. Uh, Jen, thanks for giving us a couple of minutes here this morning. Welcome to the podcast. I- I'll start with you here, President Leahy, um, talk about you and why you are the right person at the right time for this job. Um, and, and I'm sure in in a way to, to hear it in even a more intimate setting right now where it's just three of us, it's probably a little humbling, right?
2: Oh my gosh, I'm so honored and humbled. Um, you know, being able to, to live a dream out, it's, I grew up in Monmouth County. I'm a Monmouth County girl, um, and Monmouth has always been a first-rate institution with a great reputation, and what a time now under Dr. Leahy's leadership to, to assume a position of leadership here myself. It's truly humbling, and I'm, I'm so grateful.
0: He had mentioned, President Leahy, your stops along the way. Um, I know you you played softball, graduated from Mount St. Mary's, worked there, worked at Wagner, worked at UNC Greensboro. Tell me what you learned along the way at those three stops before you got to Mammoth to become, and I, and I think President Leahy said it well, a really good outside, inside candidate.
2: Yeah, those were all amazing opportunities and and all really shaped me in a different way. Um, You know, at at the Mount, when I went back, I was an alum working for Lynn Robinson, another uh, female athletic director who was a student athlete, a coach, and then the athletic director. You know, she really taught me how to take care of a department. How to—it's all about the people and and how to be somebody who genuinely cares, supports, and relates with the student athletes and the staff and coaches, you know. And I was able to build a compliance unit there from the, from the, you know, from scratch. So really kind of learned um, the inner workings of college athletics. I also helped establish a a sport management program there. So was involved in the Bolt School of Business and and taught a class or two in in the sport management program. So was engaged holistically with the community um, at at the Mount. And it was always, you know, it'll always be um, a place that really is close to my heart uh, since I went there and played there and then worked there. Um, Then I was able to get an opportunity at UNC Greensboro and worked for Kim Record, another female athletic director in the business. And she really taught me how to be an elite level administrator. Um, you know, she comes from a, a background of SEC and ACC experience and, and really taught me how to take my, you know, career to the next level um, and and how to demand more of people and and work towards excellence. Um, you know, we had a lot of success at UNC Greensboro. It was a state institution. So it was a little bit different than the Mount and other private institutions I was at. So, you know, that was interesting to be part of the UNC system and a state school um, as big as UNC Greensboro. And then You know, came back home um, in the area to to Wagner College um, and really learned how to to establish and develop an entire unit for student development, student athlete development. We established a fueling center there, uh, an area of sports nutrition, mental health, um, established, again, a, a sport administration major. So was connected on campus, served as an academic advisor, as well as, you know, an athletic administrator. Um, so really learned a lot uh, at Wagner about how to build a unit in order to to really help and support student athletes and engage with the community. Um, and then, you know, was able to get an opportunity to come to Monmouth in, in 2021 after Jeff Stapleton assumed, you know, the responsibility of being an athletic director here and and really got to work doing a, a lot of those same things. in In building up a student development unit, we were able to establish a a position for a sports behavioral health specialist and sports psychologist consultant here. This year we, we were able to, you know, ne- navigate getting a sports nutrition consultant and really engaging with the community here at Momet. Um, you know, I'm an adjunct professor. I teach uh, in the health uh, physical education department and and teach you know, principles of coaching. and that's such a great experience to be able to see student athletes in a different light. In the classroom and and be engaged in what is truly higher education learning and you know the exchange of ideas I I'm, I've always been an academic and to continue to be in that in that environment is is really cool um, and then you know what we've been able to do in the last seven months in my acting ad uh, capacity you know really hit the ground running we established the the nil collective. Um, we were able to, you know, manage getting the two turf fields replaced. Um, we were able to win some championships uh, and and really play at a high level and beat some really good teams. And, you know, our winter seasons are really off to a great start and March Madness is about to kick off. So it's the the best time of year as far as I'm concerned.
0: President Leahy, let me follow up and, and throw a question to you. You had mentioned it in your statement, bringing Jen on. Um, that you had talked to several of the student athletes over the course of the last six months while Jen was serving in in an interim role, and much of her answer right there was all about making things better for, what, 600 student athletes that we serve on campus throughout the 20-something sports um, that we have. When you hear her respond back to, hey, tell me about why you wanted the job or your interest level in the job, you already know it, but is it even more comforting to hear it uh, uh, another time?
1: Yeah, it's it's never uh, it never gets old for me to to hear it. I mean, when I when I visited with the student athletes, um they see and understand and appreciate what Jen has done to try to support them. The nutritionist, the the sports psychologist, and you know, just the ways in which um she puts the student-athletes first in our athletics department. You know, the other thing is we have two sets of stars in our athletics department. I mean, the student-athletes, for sure, and then the coaches who coach them. And uh, the administration and the staff are the unsung heroes in that effort because they do a ton of work To create an environment where our student athletes can be successful and they don't get you know the credit that they deserve i just got a sense in jen a similar sort of um you know humility that um you know she's quite comfortable like i am like so many others are doing the work whether it's uh, recognized or not to make sure that those uh, stars can shine and um, you know i hear that from the student athletes that that's her her, uh, you know, mentality I hear from the coaches, you know, I have coaches that I go to, Matt, that, uh, you know, whose uh, opinion I respect a great deal. I didn't get to petition all 22 coaches or whatever, but five or six of them. And uh, it was unanimous that, you know, look no further. We we have our person in Jen. And that says a lot to me. I mean, if the coaches had come back to me and said, I'm not sure she's the right person, you know, that would have uh, affected my, uh, my uh, opinion perhaps, but they did not, it was unanimous. And when I announced it Monday at, the, uh, at an athletics department meeting that Jen had coincidentally scheduled, there was a standing ovation for her. So uh, that confirmed for me that this was a good choice. And, and one last thing before, um, before I complete this segment, I do think it's worth um, shouting out Jeff Stapleton here. You know, Jeff Stapleton served the university really well for thirty some years. Uh, you know, a short stint our athletics director, but it was Jeff who hired Jen. So I give Jeff a ton of credit for uh, for going out into the market, finding someone of Jen's caliber, and uh, bringing her to Monmouth. Jen, tell
0: tell me this, and it's probably uh, a much bigger topic, but in the world of college athletics today, where there is so much attention on NIL, there is so much attention on transfer portal. There is so much attention on the big money that college athletics is. How at a mid-major school like Monmouth do you survive? And I say survive slash thrive so that the student athletes that are on campus at a place like Monmouth or or any other like-minded mid-major don't get lost in the shuffle of the Alabamas, the Michigans, the UCLA's, all the, all the big schools part of the power five, because it's a, it's a much different world today. You and I were talking, um, before we hit record, you know, I, I, I was on mama's first football team in 1993. That world does not exist anymore in college athletics. It's a, it's a whole different ball game.
2: Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, and I, I I talked to this the other day with with some coaches and and staff is, you know, this phrase called tactical patience. Um, and I think we need to implore this in in how we navigate the the current landscape of college athletics and its ever-changing and sometimes volatile um place that it finds itself is that. You know, our mission is the focus, and our mission always remains the same. We're we're in the business of human development. I, you know, I always go back to that. We really, truly are. You know, I talk to our student-athletes all the time. We want to prepare you for the most important lineup of your life, which is graduation, and to go on to be productive members of, of society and this community. Um, and that mission always remains the same. Now, how we do that and how we engage and how we stay relevant in the mid-major market of college athletics we will need to implore this tactical patience in order to be you know understand how things are going to maneuver how we engage with the caa what we see happens at the power five level how we continue to stay um, you know engaged in the recruiting process like dr Leahy said before this is a gem uh, of an institution it's a first-rate institution of higher learning and a very competitive athletics department. You know, we have transitioned into the CAA and we haven't missed a beat. We, we continue to compete at the highest level. We've won at our in our premier, you know, high-profile sports like women's basketball. We're, we're having great seasons right now in men's and women's basketball. Our fall was phenomenally uh, successful with three sports getting to the CAA championship game, tournament championship game. Um, but we need to be decisive. We need to be patient. We need to see how things kind of, um, you know, transpire and, and roll out from the NCAA and those those bigger schools. But we will continue to grow. We will continue to develop and our mission will remain the same. I'm not
0: sure if you got a sense of this during your, um, I'd say now almost three years, if you're rolling into the fall of 2024. So two and a half years now at this point, the president of the university is quite competitive and doesn't really like to lose very often he has touted many times along the way on the podcast hey did you notice that we beat this school did you notice that we beat that school um it but it is a balancing act right I I love that phrase tactical patience when you think of you're not always going to win you mentioned uh three teams winning regular season championships in the fall and then, you know, as the nature of the the beast, you don't you're not the team that goes to the NCAA tournament. Last year, women's basketball enters the CAA tournament as a seven seed and winds up winning the whole thing. I just spoke with um, Ginny Boggess the other day. I had her on the men's lacrosse game as our halftime interview. She knows that there's a target on the back of mom going into the tournament. But I think everyone would say me, you, President Leahy, all the coaches, if the target's on your back, it means mammoth is relevant, and that's a good thing for everybody.
2: Absolutely. You know, it was I, I talk about this day a lot because it was just an, an absolutely amazing experience. I was down in in at Towson University on the sidelines watching our women's soccer team compete in the CAA Championship, while at the same time watching on two other people watching our men's soccer team compete in the semifinal game at Monmouth. And our field hockey team compete in the CAA championship game at Delaware. And I'm standing next to the AD at Towson and the president of Towson. And they say, what's going on at Monmouth? Wow. You know, what an amazing um, run the the school has had. And, you know, to be able to position Monmouth to, to extend its brand and the reputation of not only the academic excellence here at Monmouth, but an athletic excellence and a tradition of excellence that people are saying, wow, what's going on at Mammoth?" That's really an amazing thing to be a part of. And I'm just so excited to shape the future of our athletic department in this new role. President
0: Lay, you've got a big smile on your face as Jen gives that answer, because that's what you want to hear, right? The brand of Mammoth expanding.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was I was on the sideline that day here on campus watching the men's semifinal, which went into penalty kicks, as as you recall. And it, I had one of the games on my phone and another one of our athletic staff members had the other game on his phone. So we were watching. But um, I'm I'm chuckling because uh, I just now figured out why Jen and I are going to be such a good team. Do you know do you know why? because she talks about tactical patience. And to me, it's like I just came up with the corollary of that, which is strategic urgency. (laughs) So between the strategic urgency that I hope I can bring to the situation and Jen's tactical patience calming me down when necessary, I think that's going to bode well for the future of uh, athletics at Monmouth.
0: I, one would hope. I mean, Monmouth, such a uh, longstanding history, whether it was at the NEC, the MAC, and now the CAA. Um, Jenna, if, if you had to tell me what the biggest challenge is in college athletics today for you as the now incoming director of athletics, and you could probably look back at me and say, how can I pick one thing? But I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot with that and say, tell me what the biggest issue right now for you entering the job here in the winter of, of twenty twenty-four
2: is? Well, I'll have to give you the lawyer answer, Matt, but um it, it depends, right? It depends on on how some things go uh here in in the landscape of college athletics. But I think, you know, the the litigation, the labor union um, you know, decision that Dartmouth student athletes are employees and and the combination of of NIL and and how mid-major schools will engage with those, you know, influential decisions and the things that that come at the ncaA level that will be a, a, a big challenge to navigate um but the like i said our mission always stays the same and we will continue to be in the business of human development and take care of our student athletes our coaches are some of the best and brightest in the business you know in my interview when i back in september one of the most um you know impressive things that i was able to to go through or to, to engage with was as an as the SWA candidate, I was on a on a call in my interview with all the female head coaches here at Monmouth. And, you know, they are just some of the most impressive leaders, competitive humans, and great people. Um it was just so impressive to to be part of that group and to lead now lead in this capacity, that group along with our other head coaches, you know, our coaches are just phenomenal. And I would put them up against any uh, coach at, at any school at any level. Um, so really excited to get to work with them.
0: Is this where I say I've watched enough law shows? Do I say point of order or do I <laughs> do I say redirect and <laughs> let President Leahy now have a comment?
1: Yeah, I would like to comment on that because I am not a lawyer, Matt. So I appreciate very much uh, Jen's sensitivity around this. But let me answer the, the question about the greatest challenge facing us. resources, Let's just be honest. It is getting increasingly costly to compete at this level, and uh, you know we're going to work really hard in the coming years to figure out you know ways to generate additional resources so that our student athletes can have and our coaches can have the tools that they need to be competitive. Because we know other institutions in the CAA are investing you know heavily in athletics, not just capital investments but operating investments. And, you know, we're, as we've talked about, one of the smallest institutions in the CAA. So we're just going to be focused on trying to make sure that Jen, uh, to the extent possible and 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 proportionately, because athletics is one part of a, uh, you know, a, a much bigger university, has the resources that she needs to be, uh, to be successful. One of the resource constraints, maybe we've talked about this, Matt, is the increased cost to to send our teams much further afield than in the MAC, right? Well, I wouldn't trade that for the world because now we're sending teams up to New England. We're sending them as far down as South Carolina. And as we've talked about before, the last year in the MAC, we had a chance to play on television two times, two of our games. I think one men's basketball game and one women's basketball game was on television. This year because of the great work that Jen's doing with our communications and media people, we're gonna have over 70 games on television from New England to South Carolina. And that does wonders for our institutional brand. And if that requires an investment to, to get our, our programs, you know, a little bit further afield, uh, I think that that's worth it.
0: Jen, appreciate you coming on uh, this morning. I know it's always a busy time. This February reminds me of November where fall becomes winter and now winter becomes spring. So you've got multiple sports going on. Um, We mentioned the end of the basketball season, the conference tournaments will be the next couple of weeks down in DC for both the men and the women. I would imagine I'll, I'll see you down there for those Uh, you've got swimming right now with their conference championships down in Virginia, the start of the lacrosse seasons, the start of baseball, softball, track and field, um, all the other spring sports. So I know carving some time out here this morning was probably a challenge. But um, I, I wish you nothing but the best in the job and a heartfelt congratulations. It, 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 it sounds like um, from all indications, President Leahy, administratively, coaches, staff, student athletes, you're the right person for this job and and you're going to take Monmouth to the next level.
2: Thanks so much, Matt. I appreciate the time and thank you, Doctor Leahy.
0: I would invite both of you to stick around a little bit, um, since you're both on. Maybe we could talk about, you know, some broadcaster raise type things if that's if that's in the cards at all. Every, everyone's gone on mute. Everyone's gone I'm on sorry. mute. Sorry,
1: I, I think yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> I think you're on mute. I I didn't hear that.
0: Uh, <laughs> President Leahy, happy happy Leap Day. Enjoy this extra day of uh, of planning on campus and at the university. I'm sure I'll see you down at the basketball tournaments as well. Uh, Thanks for setting this one up. So important to to highlight the newest official members when they get promoted, especially when they're within the Monmouth community. This was a lot of fun to to take part of.
1: Well, you know, I have a saying that uh, it's great people that make great universities. And I think this announcement this week is the latest reflection of of that commitment. So um, I'm really glad to have Jen uh, formally in the in the role. And of course, always glad to be with you in our uh, po- podcast efforts to bring this uh, information to a broader audience. Monmouth
0: Weekly will be trademarking tactical patience and strategic urgency <laughs> immediately following this broadcast. For Jen Sansevero, University President Patrick Leahy, I'm faculty member Matt Harmon. This is the end of another edition of Monmouth Weekly. We'll see you in March. <laughs>